You're listening to Skip Intro with me, Krista Smith. You are listening to What and Why on Skip Intro, a segment where we tell you what's streaming on Netflix and why it's worth the watch. What I've decided to do on the what and the why is it reminds me of one of my favorite things when I go into a bookstore, and I always like to see what the people that work there recommend. And I thought, hey, every time I leave my house, people know I work at Netflix. They're always asking me, what should I watch? What's good? So I thought, why don't I talk to the people that I get to work with every day on cue and ask them what people should watch and why. Joining us today is a special guest. It's Maddie Saff. We are currently recording from London, where I've been covering the London Film Festival for the past week. This is very exciting for me because Maddie is one of the first people that I met when I left Vanity Fair and went over to Netflix three years ago. And she reminded me a lot of myself at that time, someone that grew up kind of in the middle of nowhere, got herself out of nowhere to somewhere. I guess that's all relative, right? But she grew up in Wisconsin, went to NYU, spent some time in London as a big Anglophile. So we shared our love of the royal family. Hi, Maddie. How are you? How was my introduction on you? Is fair? <laughs> yeah, I would say very fair. <laughs> very kind. Thank you. <laughs> you nannied a lot in New York City while you were in college. I did. Yeah, I nannied all four years that I was at NYU for three different families. I'm still very close with the kids. And what did that experience teach you? It taught me it's really hard to have kids in a city. (laughs) It's really hard to be a working mom. And I have a lot of respect for the women and the men that I worked for. And yeah, it was it was a great way to kind of see the city from a totally different perspective. I was I spent way more time in playgrounds and parks and museums than I did bars when I was in college, which was probably a pretty unique experience, but one that I really loved. So you went from New York to L.A. and now we're in London. But Maddie, what brought you from we know Wisconsin to New York? You went to school and then you came from New York to L.A. and now you're in London. And so why do you now live in London? I live in London for Netflix Q. (laughs) Yeah, I moved over to London over a year ago to take on covering our local language originals, our content from outside of the United States, and figure out ways that we can cover them uniquely in Q and, and get these talent and titles out there in the world. That's a perfect segue. Maddie, tell me about your what and why. Well, my first what and why will be no surprise to Krista because I never stopped talking about it and also because I wore my Ferrari t-shirt today for you. Uh, In honor of this, we're talking Formula One Drive to Survive. So I grew up in Wisconsin with a dad who was very into motorsports, and I was at the racetrack a lot for indie car racing, but never Formula One. It's a new sport to me. And I knew that Netflix had this docuseries about Formula One, but I didn't, it didn't really catch my attention until we had several actors tell Q that it was the thing that they could not stop watching. Shout out to my fellow superfans, Ewan McGregor and George Clooney. Little name dropping there for Formula One. (laughs) Never hurts. So there are four seasons on the service so far, and each one covers one year in the Formula One championship. The access is incredible. You're listening in on post-race debriefs with seven-time world champion Lewis Hamilton. You're diving off a boat with Ferrari driver and my personal favorite, Carlos Sainz Jr., on his summer break in Majorca. You're with drivers recovering from horrific crashes and celebrating their first wins. It's the characters in and around the sport that would be impossible to make up. And it makes you feel really personally invested in these athletes when you hear their stories and see what it takes to make it in the sport. There's plenty of drama to carry each season with drivers losing seats, moving to new teams, team principals struggling with the pressures from sponsors and owners, and the competitive nature inherent in these personalities shining through. There are comeback stories and Cinderella stories, heroes and villains. 
And the impact of this series on the sport maybe seems immeasurable, but not quite. Formula One was a popular global sport, but hadn't fully captured America. Uh, but ESPN reported last year that the average U.S. audience size for Formula One races grew from 547,000 in 2018, which is the year before Drive to Survive premiered on Netflix, to 928,000 in 2021. That's almost double since the show premiered. Okay, so if I've never watched racing before, I've never particularly, you know, got it and understand. I knew Paul Newman liked racing, but other than that's as far as I go. Why do you think I would like it? Because it's so much more about the personalities of the people than it is about the sport. So the sport is sort of, it's almost like a workplace drama. (laughs) You know, the sport is the backdrop for where these people interact with each other, but it's the personalities. Each driver is so interesting. They come from all over the world. They have totally different backgrounds. Some of them grew up in racing families. Some of them, like Lewis Hamilton, grew up with a dad who knew nothing about racing and tried to help him build his first car and is now, you know, one of the greatest race car drivers of all time in any league within the sport. So, yeah, I think you come and you stay for the personalities. I think people who were fans of the sport before got really into it because you don't really get to know the drivers when you're just watching the races. You're... They have a helmet on. You barely see their faces. They talk in sound bites and press conferences with a publicist. Literally, if you ever watch the Formula One press conferences, which I do every week now, their publicist stands directly next to them the whole time telling them what to say and what not to say. And this is just a totally different experience. They sit down and speak to the camera and give a lot of their lives. There's like the cameras follow them to the grocery store looking for, you know, the right kind of fajita mix in a random town in Surrey, England. It's really interesting. It's like also the youth. They're all so young and they're just at like this really interesting point in their lives where they have all this access to the world and to money and all these things. But at the end of the day, they're just kind of boys driving cars. Mm. I think there's something really spectacular about that. All right. Excellent. Thank you so much for stopping by, Maddie. I will catch you again another time. Thank you for stopping by in London. <laughs> That's right. I am. I'm just in this beautiful studio, so I feel like it's it's my new home away from home here. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> All right. That's it for now, listeners, for the what and the why.